If you want to understand how marketing is changing and how that will affect your brand, you need Future Proof, the podcast from Kantar that tells you how to find growth. Created in conjunction with Side Business School at Oxford University, the Future Proof podcast provides a unique perspective on what truly makes a difference. To understand what's winning in marketing, subscribe to Future Proof, a Kantar podcast now. Introducing Wondersuite from Bluehost.com. Website creation is hard, but now with Bluehost, you can answer a few simple questions about your business and get a unique WordPress website or store right away. From there, you can customize your design, colors, and content. And Bluehost automatically helps you get found in search engines like Google and Bing. From step-by-step guidance to suggested plugins, Bluehost makes WordPress wonderful for everyone. Go to bluehost.com slash wondersuite. This is Internet Marketing. Hello everyone and welcome to another episode of Internet Marketing brought to you by Site Visibility at sitevisibility.com and in today's show we have a talk from Brighton SEO 2013. It's Jeff White, technology producer for Channel 4 News, talking about getting on the TV news, the ugly truth, all coming up in Internet Marketing. Hello. Um, so yes, my name is Jeff White. I'm the technology producer for Channel 4 News. Uh, obviously, it's been a... Uh, I'm sorry if I'm a bit tired. It's been a very big week for news, not just for Channel 4 News. It's been a very big week for news in the UK generally, as I'm sure you're aware. Um, it was a story that we knew was coming. It was a story we were prepared for, but it was still a shock and a surprise and, uh, and a loss. You know, I think whichever side you stood, loved or hated, you know, it was a loss. Personally, I don't think Microsoft should have withdrawn support for Windows XP. There you go. <laughs> Neither do I support rioting. I don't think that's the right solution. Um, start with a joke. Tick. Uh, I don't have slides. That's why I went for the joke. I don't have slides, uh, so apologies for that. I, um, I, slides are a bit weird on because sometimes you, you, when you've got a slide and people are looking at it, they kind of go, oh. And that look could mean, oh, interesting slide. Or it could mean, mm, did I leave the iron on? So I never know, and I prefer just to sort of talk because often I'm partly making it up as I go along, which you'll see. Um, in, terms of tech, in terms of being a producer, a TV news producer, that's probably one of the first things that I should explain, because there's a bit of ambiguity about what uh, that means. It means many things to many people. And there are some people whose title in this room will be producer. Uh, for us, uh, it's easy to explain what a TV news producer doesn't do. We don't appear on screen and we don't read out the scripts. Everything else is something that we can do. So we are responsible for finding the stories, substantiating them, finding locations, finding interviewees, commissioning graphics, getting out of the archive, increasingly editing the pieces ourselves, and we also occasionally shoot. So it's quite a large range of tasks to do. Um, but we don't get the opportunity to look good on screen. We make other people look good on screen. The way Channel 4 News works is we have specialist producers who work with specialist correspondents. So we have Faisal Islam, who's our economics editor, his specialist producer is Neil MacDonald, uh, who is the specialist economics producer. And so the idea is the two work together as a kind of uh, sniper team. So you have a sort of shooter and a spotter, you know, firing at the news. Um, I don't have a correspondent. I'm a bit different. I don't have a correspondent. Uh, we, we don't at the moment have a tech correspondent Channel 4 News. We have Ben Cohen, who, who left last year. He hasn't been replaced. And I think one of the reasons for that is, and it's one of the reasons why I like technology, technology often almost always ties into something else. So you do technology and crime, you do technology and health, technology and business. 
It's quite rare that you actually get a pure technology story that you can't do. It's, it's, technology is one of these sort of meta subjects that kind of sits over and around everything. So uh, I'm, I'm the technology producer and there isn't a specialist technology correspondent. Um, and I'd love to tell you that, that means that, to use the sniper analogy, I'm out there on a solo mission. Uh, but actually it means I'm mostly back at base cleaning out the latrines. And I get occasionally unleashed into the wild to try and cover a story. But it has to be something big. Um, and that's one of the main things that you need to sort of absorb, hopefully, from this talk. One of the takeout points, as the Americans say, takeout points from this presentation is the bar, and this applies to TV news. Some of the stuff I'm going to talk about applies to, to news generally, some of it applies to TV news. TV news, the bar to get a story on air is incredibly high. Just as an aside, I wrote this talk about how to pitch to journalists, but then actually having watched, I'd spoken to Kelvin, having watched the, the guys from Google, I realized that. Also, a lot of people in this room will actually be also doing content themselves and be trying to write stories and write authentically as a journalist to write content, to write stories. Put your hand up if that describes you. Are you, are you going to be actually trying to create content? And do it? So, in a way, what I look for in a story and how I try and put a story together might be relevant for you guys because you can actually then create something that's like what a journalist would do if indeed you're not already a journalist. Does that make sense? I managed to be patronising and confusing in the same sentence there. Apologies. Um, so yes, it, it, there is a very, very high bar for TV news to get a story on air, and uh, there are multiple reasons for that. Number one uh, is your, it's competition. I mean, if you look at the news agenda today, you know, you're competing. We have a half-hour programme on Channel 4 News tonight. We have North Korea to cover, we have another special on Thatcher, we're looking ahead to the funeral next week. You know, we've got all these things. Print, I say print, I, I mean written media can sometimes expand, particularly websites can expand infinitely to fit more news in. Papers, magazines, a bit less so, but still there's expansion room. Channel 4 News, no, that's it. You've got 50 minutes on a normal day and that's it. We also prioritise breaking news. So your carefully crafted press release that you, you sent out to journalists in the morning, if you send out your press release on Monday morning this week, cat in hell's chance it's going to end up on Channel 4 News in the evening. Do you see what I mean? We, we prioritise breaking news because it makes us different to what you heard on the Today programme in the morning. That's why we're obsessed with breaking news. And breaking news will often force out other stories that I try and do. So again, I've got to come up with a story that, that's impactful and that will compete with any breaking news. Technology news, phenomenally hard for another reason. Pictures. There are no pictures of technology news. Um, did the lights go out or did I just have a stroke? Oh, hang on. Oh. Um, everything went blank. I thought that was a sort of signal for just get off, you've had enough. No, I've still got some. Um, the... Yeah, so basically technology, the, the idea with TV news is you're meant to be able to follow the story with the sound down. That's a classic sort of, for those who don't know, TV trick. You turn the sound off and if you can follow the story, you know, they're happy with that. So, you know, the example in Syria, you know, you have a guy in sandals with an RPG firing at a tank. You don't have to have commentary on top of that. You know there's an inappropriately dressed man for combat firing at something which is far senior to him. That's, that tells the story. It's the insurgent movement against the government. That's the story right there. Technology... You've got one man at a computer and another man at a computer. And, you th and that, that could describe a hacking incident. You know, he could be hacking into his computer or he could be teaching him how to code or he could be sending him an email. You have no idea. So thinking in terms of picture is, is the main challenge. And with technology, it's a big challenge because technology doesn't generally have that many pictures. So part of my um, remit is to work out you know, how we actually illustrate the stories. Um, so there are, you may get the impression from this that I never get a story in there. I do, you know, I honestly do. Um, but to give you an example, my most recent story, big story, was uh, Yahoo got hacked. Uh, their email service got hacked and uh, it was used to send out spam links. Uh, some of you guys are quite interested in it as well. Um, and we managed to actually find the guy who was doing it. And we, we, you know, all the evidence went off to the FBI. They shut down his servers in California. You know, 
our investigation triggers FBI sting. Pretty good, right? You know, that got on air by luck because there was an IT failure that meant one of the other stories couldn't get on. So even when I trigger an FBI sting, that's just about good enough to make it on Channel 4 News. That's the kind of bar I'm talking about. Okay, so I, I don't want to, you know, I will tell it like it is. It is very difficult to do. Other stories we've had, we did an investigation into internet dating last year. I got a whistleblower who'd worked for one of the big companies who actually uh, ran a team of fakers on internet dating. So they'd set up fake accounts and try and get people in and uh, string people along for years at a time. You know, sad people who didn't get on dates. Um, that triggered uh, a trading standards investigation. We did a story on contactless cards, the swipe cards that you can pay for things with. Um, turns out those cards broadcast in the clear and using a standard mobile phone you can sweep the card in somebody's wallet or pocket and pick up their card details. You can then use it on Amazon and buy goods and get them delivered to an address that's not that of the cardholder. Again, that's an information commissioner's investigation. We did a story about how to break into BMWs, uh, which they don't have a metal key anymore, they have a piece of plastic that you put in a slot and you press start. You can recode the, key, the piece of plastic and drive the car away. But because there's no sign of a break-in, BMW, the insurers weren't reimbursing people for their BMWs being nicked. And again, that triggered a product recall. So you get the idea, there's a story that's impactful, that has an effect on real people, and that also hopefully thereafter triggers something like an investigation or recall or something like that. That's, that's generally what we're aiming for. It's a pretty high bar. and it, you know, I'm not saying every story we do comes back to that, but that's what we're particularly aiming for. Um, in terms of the news you can use, uh, the question for you guys is, is it, hands up if you're PR people who are actually approaching journalists. Hands up if you're actually a PR person. Well, not that many. Um, if, if you're... If, if you don't have a PR department and you're thinking about, you know, should you try and get on, not in TV news gen, particularly, but news in general, um, you have to ask yourself, particularly these days, is that the right way to go? We're not the gatekeepers anymore. We're not, you know, you can publish yourselves. You can put something on YouTube, create your own channel for news. I don't care. Um, Twitter, Facebook, blogs, and, and more than anybody else, you guys know how to drive traffic and how to attract people to that. And you retain control over the message there. I mean, the nightmare is, you know, you work with a journalist on a story and they go off and do something themselves and, uh, and it doesn't bear any relation to what you originally had planned out and that does happen. If you do it yourself, you, you, gain, you regain control over it and you can keep control over it. Um, and if you are looking into, you know, content producing, there are so many channels that you can do that for. Um, the question, I guess, is for you, if you're trying to create stuff that, that seems authentic or is authentic in terms of journalism, how do you, how do you actually do that? And I know that... Lots of people are hiring journalists in to do that. Um, there are advantages, though, to going with traditional media. One of the main ones, obviously, is credibility. You know, if you get on Channel 4 News, if you get on our website, it is a trusted source of news. And this goes back to what the Google guys were talking about. I imagine that if, you're, you know, if there's mentions on Channel 4 News, if there's links on Channel 4 News, it will stand you in good stead. Um, so if you're trying to go down the traditional media route, there's a few questions that you need to have in your mind that you should be trying to answer because the journalists will ask them. Um, the first one is, is knowing which stories to target. Not every, um, not every story is going to work on news generally and not every story is going to work on TV news. So you should try and pick your target. Which stories do you think you've got coming up um, that you think will work? You know, it's hugely costly, hugely costly in terms of resource and time and so on for Channel 4 News to do a story. Not everything that you come out with is actually going to be attractive or even doable. Um, the second thing is think in pictures. Very, very important to think in pictures because the first thing I'll ask is, well, what are we actually going to point a camera at? 
And this is why we're obsessed with case studies. PR people get really furious about it. Why do you always want a case study? The reason we always want a case study is it gives us something to point a camera at. So instead of having a man sitting at a computer and another man sitting at a computer, we can go round to Mrs. Jones's house and we can see her logging in and being hacked, how the hack happened, or we can see her using the particular business tool that we're trying to explain. You can actually see somebody in the real world using it. And that's the other thing is, is where does your story hit the real world? Um, the vast majority of Channel 4 News viewers, they're not at the cutting edge. I mean, this, this conference would be, would be bewildering to them. Um, so you've got to explain, where does your story actually hit the real world? Where does it really impact on people? Case studies will do that. Case studies of businesses will do that. And again, if you're, if you're writing copy or writing content, writing about real people having real examples will cement your example in the real world. It will, it will give it a framework and people will find it much easier to understand. Um, this comes, back, comes into another point, which is uh, TV, the best TV news stories about people, because people like people. We like watching people. It's a facile example, but in the traditional fairy tale, you've got the sort of princess in the castle, beautiful princess, and the evil prince, and the good prince comes and rescues you, and so on. What you don't see in that fairy tale is the castle walls were two metres thick. It had a drawbridge of 15 metres, and there were 17 sharks in the, in, the, in the moat, because nobody cares. You care about the beautiful princess. She's a beautiful princess. She's a person. You can identify it. And so the reason we call a new story a new story, that word, story, isn't just chosen at random. It has a beginning, a middle, and an end, and it has real people in it. And that's what you need to look for, is what's the real person's story in this, and how can I, how can I illustrate this with a real-world example? And it's not always easy. I know it's not always easy, and that's, you know, part of my job and part of my headache. Um, the other thing that... Oh, yeah. Uh, the other thing is um, we, we're regulated by Ofcom. Channel 4 News, all TV news is regulated by Ofcom. And we have uh, rules that we have to obey, and one of them is undue prominence. There's a rule which means we can't plug products, basically. So if you have your product or a client's product, and you come to us and you say, this is great, we can't put it now, we will get fined. My favourite example of this is there was a, a, an ITV regional news programme. Uh, it must have been in East Anglia somewhere, because it was about narrowboats. There was a guy who ran a narrowboat uh, rescue service, like the AA of the waterways. Uh, and he went out in his little boat and he fixed other people's boats. And they did a piece on it, you know, this guy going out. And one of the other narrowboat repair services complained to Ofcom and said, you featured Brian, you haven't featured me. And Ofcom agreed, and they fined the broadcaster. They actually got fined tens of thousands of pounds. And the, the terrifying thing for me about that was I can imagine doing that. I can imagine being, I've been a local news editor on, on local TV, and you just think, oh, that's great, you know, Sunday, there's no news about, let's go out on the narrow boat. And they got fined. So we, you can very easily trip this line between undue prominence uh, and, and, and regular news. If you've got either your service or client service or whatever, and you're trying to work out, does it deserve news coverage? The question is, does it tie into a bigger issue? So we can cover you know, a particular business, we can cover a particular thing, but only in so much as it ties into a bigger issue. So if we do a piece about, uh, let's say, we do an economics piece and we talk about businesses trying to get bank loans, we will feature a business. That will feature as part of the piece. And that, you would think, was undue prominence. But no, because it ties into a bigger issue. That business is illustrative of a bigger issue. And that, again, comes back to the idea of using a case study. A case study is a good way in to a story. Yes, that case study gets undue prominence, but because they tie into a bigger issue. Does that make sense? Yeah, anyway. Um, you can ask questions about it uh, now, because I think that's about all I've got to say. Yeah, but I'm happy to take questions if anybody's got one. 
So any questions for Jeff there about kind of getting on? I know one um, that I have um, that I think is in interesting to ask. Um, do you think that when you're looking for kind of sources and people pitching you, do you tend to find that the PRs are best at it or actually sometimes the, you know, do you like to find the story yourself? You see, to kind of go back to what you were talking about a little bit before where people are making their own use, is there sometimes an additional credibility if that someone hasn't pitched you? And they can perhaps be doing it in a subtle way. Um, the thing that winds me up is when PR people pitch me a story and say, I think it should go like this. It's like, no, that's my job. Because um, uh, they're always crap as well. The, the stories, they, they're always crap. Um, but I don't, mind, I don't mind hearing from the PR person in the first instance. But often, if I'm interested in the story, it'll be the person who runs the company who knows the answers. So I'll say to the PR person, well, what about this, this and this? And they go, oh, I don't know. It's like at that point, I need to actually chat to the person who runs the company. Um, uh, does that make sense? Does that answer the question? Yeah, no, that's perfect. No, well, yeah. thanks very much there, Jeff. Really appreciate yeah. it. And, and a round of applause, please. Well, that's it for today. Thank you so much for listening. You can find us on the internet at www.internetmarketingpodcast.org where you'll find show notes, links, and instructions on how to subscribe. We would absolutely love to get feedback, comments and questions from you. If you want to send an email, send it to kelvin.newman at sitevisibility.com. Also, feel free to comment on the website. And if you'd like to use our voice line number, if you're outside of the UK, it's plus four four one two seven three two five six or one five oh. If you're inside the UK, it's O one two seven three two five six one five oh. And you can leave a voice, comment or question and we'll play it on the show. Also, we would absolutely be delighted if you would give us a, a rating on iTunes itself. Well, that's it for now. Andy White is signing off until next week on Internet Marketing. If you want to understand how marketing is changing and how that will affect your brand, you need Future Proof, the podcast from Kantar that tells you how to find growth. Created in conjunction with Side Business School at Oxford University, the Future Proof podcast provides a unique perspective on what truly makes a difference. To understand what's winning in marketing, subscribe to Future Proof, a Kantar podcast now. Are you ready to enhance your future in tech? Then it's time to make your move to the UK. The nation that has more tech unicorns than France, Germany and Sweden combined. The nation that was third in the world to have a $1 trillion tech sector valuation. The nation where great talent comes together. Visit gov.uk forward slash great talent to see how you can work, live and move to the UK.